What's up, magical human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course, membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. know that you have a passion to share and that the world needs your gifts. Get the motivation you need to finally grow your online coaching business, sharing your knowledge your way. Hi, I'm Amy Jo, and I help entrepreneurs just like you design an online business that allows them to teach their gifts globally. I fully believe in helping women design their own magic and create a life that they're excited to wake up to every single day. If you're ready to finally get serious and change your business, you are in the right spot. Welcome to the Digital Magic Podcast. for popping in here with me episode one. Oh man we are talking all about creating a winning mindset because of course I'm sure you've heard this about a million and two times but having a winning mindset is literally everything when it comes to building a successful business. You could have all the strategies, you could have all the funnels, you could have literally everything in place but if you don't have the mindset triggered to the successful realm and feeling like you've got it going on, you're excited to share what you have to offer with the world, if that isn't in place, oh man, it's hard. It's hard, y'all, to be successful. So I have Joanna Turner in here with me um, on this awesome, awesome interview. You guys are going to learn so many gold nuggets. You're seriously going to love it. I could listen to this episode over and over and over again because it's inspiring and it really helps you craft a winning mindset. All right, here we go. Hello, Joe. I am so excited that you are in the lounge with me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, you're so welcome. And I have been looking forward to this, to doing this podcast with you for weeks, for so long since we set it up. So I, I am just so excited to get all of your juicy knowledge and talk about web consciousness and everything, all the knowledge that you have. So um, I would love it if you can introduce yourself to everyone who's listening, give us a little, a little insight into your background and what all you do. Yeah, lovely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, so my name is Joanna Turner, or Joe is good. Um, I'm a business and success coach for online entrepreneurs. And my focus really is mindset and, and almost the psychology behind it. So I specialize in helping entrepreneurs break through their financial comfort zone, money blocks, limiting beliefs, and basically anything else that's holding them back and stopping them living um, the life they want and having this amazing business that they love. Mm, yes, that resonates with me so much. I My background is in art therapy, so psychology and art mixed together. So I always love it when I meet someone else who's kind of in that psychology realm because like the human mind is just really fascinating um, 
and you can discover so much about a person just as you know, you know, about the way that they, the way that they think, the things that they do, all of that. Um, how did you come about getting into this line of work with the mindset? Yes, well, it's been a bit of a journey. I actually started out as a corporate accountant and I worked in um, in that line for 13 years um, in Bermuda and also Australia. I'm originally from Scotland, if you can't tell from my accent. So, <laughs> I was wondering. Oh, I, I always say I don't have an accent, but um, it's everybody else who's got one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'll, t- I'll talk slowly. And if you can't make out what I say, please just ask me to clarify. If you think I've said anything totally crazy, please just ask me. <laughs> okay. Um, I sometimes get some funny looks from people and they think I've said something totally inappropriate. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try and try and keep it understandable. But yeah, so a lot worked for a long, long time. Um, became a chartered accountant back in Scotland and then moved off to Bermuda to to live a more, a more exciting life because I, I knew even back then that I didn't really particularly enjoy what I did, but I thought, well, I might as well do it in a sunny, tropical tax haven. Heck yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I started, um, I learned I learned a lot over there and I started, I remember my sister, my very first insight into all of this, my sister gave me a Tony Robbins book probably mm. um, about uh, almost 15 years ago. And I, and I couldn't even get through it because I didn't really get it and and then I read The Secret and some of this stuff started really resonating and I got really excited about it but again I was still working in this corporate world and apart from gifting the the book to everybody for Christmas I didn't really do much about it Mm. um but really my quest to to change things came from a struggle with my weight I've always um yo-yo dieted and and been really really you know uh, really big. I've been grossly obese um, and, and also gone through periods of being incredibly fit and doing triathlons. So I was definitely sort of one extreme or the other and I was always looking for a solution to why I was uh, wrong, why I was broken, why I couldn't, mm. you know, I didn't have the willpower, why I was lazy um, and why I felt like it, it was all my fault. Mm-hmm. And through that, I discovered natural health and, um, you know, I'd obviously tried every diet and quick fix on the planet and none of it worked. Um, and I got really interested in, in um, you know, or just natural health. So I guess to, to segue a little bit, I spent some time in Thailand. But again, I still couldn't take that big jump and that leap into doing anything about it, even though I was so passionate about it and learning so much and just kept learning. I then moved to Australia and became, continued my accounting career and really, but it was mainly for my visa. I had to be an accountant to have a visa to live in the country. And again, I was still this bubbling sort of interest in the background, but I wasn't, I wasn't very well. I put weight back on again. I was adrenally fatigued mm. and my hair was falling out. I was having panic attacks and I was just, you know, I was ignoring all of these big signs from the universe that I was not a happy person. Mm. Um, cut, a, cut a kind of long story short, I discovered one thing that did give me a lot of fulfillment, and that was volunteering as a surf lifesaver mm. on the beach, so like a volunteer lifeguard. Yeah. Uh, which I absolutely loved doing. And um, for me, that was a huge challenge, and I'd, I'd had to overcome running up and down the beach in a bikini <laughs> <laughs> and all the visibility issues that go with that. 
but I got so much out of it and I you know I met some beautiful friends and um doing it so it's sort of that bigger drive overcame it but I was in one of the rescue boats um on a really big day of heavy surf and we had I got a back injury and I physically was unable to sit in my desk job anymore Mm. (laughs) which was actually a blessing in disguise at the time it seemed like the worst thing in the world I couldn't exercise I gained more weight again um but it gave me the time and space in my life and the time off work as I recovered um to allow myself to think about changing and um so I started it as a health coach and then um studied with IIN and quit my job and and thought that that was going to go and heal the planet that way (laughs) (laughs) slightly naively I think Uh, but as I as I got into that I realized for me personally, my the, the people that were coming to me, you know, for help with with weight loss, ironically, um, were had so much more going on. It was more it, they had a lot of emotional stuff to deal with, and it really was more about um, the, their mindset, their psychology, and, and the reasons behind the emotional eating. Not really anything to do with the food at all. Mm, um, yes that I then I went in a search to figure out what was going on with emotional eating and right. figure out my emotional eating and um it led me down the path of discovering emotional freedom techniques neuro-linguistic programming um Tony Robbins and then my my business coach and my mentor and and it just became this sort of beautiful transformation of just following my gut and my instinct and sort of evolving with it and then allowing it to to keep changing and I had this aha moment uh one day that the reasons people emotionally eat are usually the same reasons they don't make any money yeah and I thought god I can help and fix people with emotional eating maybe I can help them make more money with this stuff too Mm. so that that is where it kind of all started and I started studying um wealth consciousness and and money blocks and and the links links behind all that and and that's how it kind of evolved into where it is today oh my goodness well for (laughs) first off I really appreciate all the (laughs) that was oh my gosh I feel like I know you know your whole life story now I really appreciate you know that transparency that you brought um and you and I kind of have a, a little bit of a similar story because I ventured down the health coaching path too and I discovered the exact same thing. You know, it's never just about food. There's so much more, like it's so much deeper and really it it really is like all about mindset. And once you do all these little mindset shifts and you really do the work, then everything else kind of opens up for you. So I I am totally on the same page with you and I'm I mean, wealth consciousness is one of my favorite things to to learn about, and so that's a huge reason why I'm so excited for you to be on here and chat. But oh my goodness, like what a story! <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, no, I, I loved like, it. <laughs> no, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. I I mean, the more you share, the more we get to know you. So I really appreciate all of that. So um, that transition from being the health coach into more of the freedom mindset coach to wealth consciousness coach? What did that look like for you? Um, it had to happen that way, interestingly enough. And and I think people, when, when we talk about target market, they, they get so caught up in what it should be before they even get started. But mm-hmm. if I hadn't started 
doing that, I wouldn't have learned what it was like to set up a business, to, to have that struggle. And in the first six months of my business, I made very little money. Mm. Um, and that was another reason I started trying to figure out the money blocks. That was my next thing. I'm like, I've got all this other stuff under control. But my having that business and then not making much money in the first six months, I was emotionally again. Um, I had a whole host of new things and uh, things to deal with that I didn't even know I had going on. And I think a lot of people, we start these businesses, but we don't realize that our income will never outgrow our personal development. Mm. So as long as, you know, we don't deal with this stuff. Um, and and the thing is, when you're working in corporate and or, or anything, any other sort of field where you're just regularly employed, you don't really have to look at this stuff. Right. You don't really have to examine it. You, yes. you don't really... You know, you go through a recruitment agent and they negotiate your wage for you or it's set for that role or that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you never really have to, apart from maybe having the guts to go for the job in the first place, you, you don't really have to ever negotiate what you're worth, I guess. Yes, yes, exactly. I agree. Keep going. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess as soon as this stuff comes up and, you know, you start your own business, suddenly you're having to set your price and your packages and, you know, really own what you're worth and, and, and all of these other issues come up. I mean, that's just a small, a small part of it. Then you have to, you know, it's not just learning how to coach people. It's also the marketing and the sales. And suddenly you have to become a salesperson, a social media expert, a website designer, And, you know, it's, it's, it, there's so much more to it. And then you have to become visible, put yourself out there, have photo shoots. It's yeah. like, now I have to be a model as well. What yes. the heck happened? So like, scary. I, I just want to hide. <laughs> and that's where, you know, especially people with weight issues, and, and really it's not just people with weight issues at all, Um, you know, don't necessarily want to be seen. I'd never seen myself on a video because mm. um, I'd always hidden and shied away from that. So it's, it's just this huge journey and all this stuff comes up that you don't even know you've got. And then, then you find out you've actually got fear of failure and success and fear of judgment and, and all of these pieces come up. Yeah, and you're like, yes, yes. On? Yes. Um, but, but, you know, it's, 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 it's having an awareness as soon as possible that some of this is going on and it might be stopping you mm-hmm. um, that, you can really start to shift it and move past it. So, so part of my transition was like, I kept changing. I was like, why am I stuck? Why am I not making any money? And I changed my target market again. And, and again, I, I just kept having this resistance and, you know, it's either, I find that if you're procrastinating or stopping yourself, it's either fear of something mm. or, it could be a true resistance that you're going down the wrong path. And, you know, I was pushing, I was working stupid hours. I was trying to do as much as I possibly could, but I still had this resistance in me and I didn't understand it. Mm. So I ended up um, seeking out, and I, I did, I'd already studied EFT and NLP by this point, but I was like, I'm, I'm helping these other people, mainly for free at that point, um, <laughs> or for very little money. I was like, but who's helping me? And so it wasn't until I found another practitioner who did pretty much what I could what I did to help me 
And so I actually took a dose of my own medicine and got coached on my own money blocks mm. and and really let a lot of stuff go. And that was a big, big turning point for me. And it, it allowed me to have more clarity around what I should be doing and, and really unlocked um, a whole bunch of things for me. So yeah. yeah, I think everything that you just said, it's going to resonate with so many people. I just know it, especially um, what you just said about you know, you are doing all this to help other people. And then, you know, and I think as entrepreneurs, all of us do that. We do so much and we give and we serve, and then we kind of put ourselves on the back burner. And then how you invested, you know, in yourself and your health and your money blocks, and then everything started to open up for you. I think that's huge. Oh, it's, that's been a huge, huge learning for me this year. And, um, one of the, the beautiful process, I've done a huge amount of Tony Robbins work this year. I think I've done every course he has on offer this year. Um, but one of, the, one of the processes he does is actually have you look at your values and, and what order they're in and, mm. and figure out whether they're serving you. Um, and mine, in sort of very quick, I think this top was success, freedom, and then helping others was like number three. Um and that was way above my own health, my friends, my love life, my own happiness. Um, it, it was totally upside down. And and if I'd continued like that and putting other people, helping others above my own health and well-being, ultimately I, can, I can't help as many people. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's been a huge, huge learning. And it's still something I still have to consciously do because I still will put, you know, myself last. Yeah, that's that's so easy for us to do. I feel like, especially women, like it's like, you know, either we have a family or we have kids, we have this, we have that, we have our business, and so we we naturally just put ourselves last. And it's not until we kind of move our own self up on the totem pole, you know, because it's really hard to serve everybody else when your energy and everything else is really low, right? (laughs) And 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 I'm single with no kids, so. I was still putting myself last. Yes. <laughs> it's so, I see so many people do it. I'm, I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> I had a boyfriend and kids. I don't know how I'd cope. So, yeah, um, yeah it's yeah. super hard. We, we load up our plates. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> so with money blocks, I know there's going to be some people listening to this who maybe have never heard of that term or they're just getting started with it or, you know, that whole idea of, what the heck a money block is, is really new to them. So could you go into a little bit of detail about money blocks? Yeah. And, and for me, it's funny because as much as I used to be an accountant, um, my understanding of money has totally shifted, um, mm-hmm. especially, and it's good in, a, in an accounting world to not be creative and, and making it up and manifesting it um, <laughs> and to keep things really, um, you know, money, it was, exactly as it was with a transaction it happened it's black and white it's a debt or a credit right yeah and, and that's the, the very traditional old way of thinking and I'm pretty sure my colleagues with my old colleagues think I'm crazy but, <laughs> um, I think it's, it's that understanding that money is an energy it's a tool and it's and it's attracted to our um, energetic vibration and our alignment so the higher our vibration is, the more money we naturally attract. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's, so that's one of the reasons why keeping our energy high and, and not depleting ourselves is so important. But 
there's this beautiful scale of consciousness. It's the David Hawkins scale of consciousness. And he has gone out and studied the vibration of all of our different um, thought feelings. So mm. right at the top of the scale, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it properly. Right at the top of the scale is is sort of enlightenment, joy, love, peace, right? All these mm. beautiful things. We're not going to be over enlightened by the end of our podcast. Well, you might just get a little bit of a glimmer of it. Um, <laughs> but right down at the bottom of that list, and so they're all sort of 700, 1,000 on this scale, 1,000 being the top. Right down at the bottom of this list um, is grief, mm. apathy, guilt, and shame. And they sort of range between sort of 20 and 30 on this on this scale of vibration. So unfortunately, as women, we play way too much in the guilt and the shame and and the horrible, murky feelings that, that go around with that. Mm. So when we when we deal with that, and especially if you know if you do have kids or you know, all, all of these things from from our past, if we have that frequency going on it's much harder to attract money so that's part of it so that's why everyone's always talking about being in high vibe and you know um raising your frequency and attracting more money so so that's what's going on Mm. so the even if on a on a good day you know you you are thinking you're feeling good what happens is our subconscious is between 95 and 99 percent of our entire brain so consciously, we can want one thing, but only five, like one to five percent of your brain is actually consciously achieving that thing. So it's the goal setter. It's the I want 10K months, 50K months, whatever that you consciously want is, wow. is in one hand. That's that's that a goal- really tiny part. One <laughs> percent to five percent. Oh, my goodness. Just nine to five to ninety nine percent is your goal getter it's the part of you that's actually going to make it happen allow it to happen let you believe it can happen and unless that 95 percent agrees and is going in the same direction as your five or one percent um you're not going to be make your goal so let me try and explain this a bit more so if there is any kind of negative um impact of you meeting that goal your subconscious will stop you getting there mm-hmm. so your subconscious is so powerful it's it's your storehouse of all of your memories and emotions from childhood and it, it's there to protect us so it does everything it can to to stop us feeling any perceived pain so if we can and and there's probably a few people going uh a 10k month is going to give me no pain what's she talking about um, <laughs> right. And, and I, I was on the phone to somebody earlier today and, and she was like, well, nothing bad would happen. I was like, I guarantee you at some level, energetically, you mm. believe something bad will happen. Yes. And yes. let me explain a little bit more. So consciously, you're like, oh my God, if I had 10 grand months, <laughs> you know, my my life would be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but your, your subconscious is this other idea. So... I asked a client um, recently, um, or maybe, yeah, so, and I said, okay, so how many clients do you want? She was like, I want five clients. I said, what would happen if you got five clients next week? And her first answer was, oh my God, I'd have a panic attack. So 
she really wasn't one ready for um ready for five mm, clients and yeah. especially she was in a panic attack right um she'd be overwhelmed she wouldn't maybe know how to do she she was worried she wouldn't get results for them um she really didn't have the systems and structures in place to get them properly set up she didn't have her legal stuff in place so she was going to be overwhelmed having a panic attack and she wouldn't even know what to do mm. so there was going to be a negative consequence of her bringing on five clients but she had no she didn't really have an awareness that that was true so for her maybe taking on one client dealing with that was a much more aligned goal for instance right I have another client mm. who was like oh my god I want to make 20k in the next week <laughs> um I kid you all like I get on the phone with people and I'm like okay let's okay. unpack this and see what's going on right and you know the more I questioned her the impact of her making 20k what she would have to do to get there she would have to speak her truth she would have to be a, like to so be totally authentically herself with her message she'd have to become visible put herself out there and then she worried about the judgment from her family mm. and she actually at some level felt that her ha- her family couldn't handle her message and they didn't understand and if she did all those things and put herself out there she would lose her family mm. that's that huge and also, you know, and, and there's there's friends and all these other things. So right. for her, making money meant losing her family. And yeah. I know most of us are, you know, I know which one I'm going to choose, right? There's no point in having all that money if you're alone. Right, right. Um, no, nobody to enjoy it with. So until we broke her link of making money at some level in her body to losing her family, she was never going to make 20 grand. Mm. So we had to break that belief that that those things were linked. Right. So when you hear also about people talk, so limiting beliefs, things like it's hard to make money, I or money is um, evil, money, people that have money are corrupt. Um, if you if you have any of those kind of beliefs, either it's going to be you can make money, but it's going to be really hard work. Mm, or, yes. If you believe people that have money are evil, corrupt, or or anything else, you're not going to want to make money because you don't want to be evil and corrupt. You have a heart-centered business, and you're just trying to help people. Right. <laughs> right. I yeah. I when I first discovered like money blocks, like what that was, I had no idea, and I didn't. I was like, I don't have any money blocks. I'm good. And then I really started doing the work. And one of my biggest, like, I had a ton. Let me just say. <laughs> And one of my biggest ones was the scarcity block. Like, mm. like there's not enough money for me. Um, or, yeah. you know, I don't know enough to make enough money or, you know, different things like that. I had a whole bunch of blocks. But yeah. it it trickled into every area of my life. So not only was I scared to, like, leave, you know, a generous tip or I was, you know, little things like yeah. that 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 – people do or do not have but I didn't you know invest in my wardrobe so I don't have or I didn't have the fancy new clothes that I wanted I had shoes that were super old uh you know because I was scared to spend money on stuff like that 
Because you didn't know when you were going to have more money. Exactly. Yeah, that whole, and that was a huge money block. Like, I didn't invest in my business for a really long time. I didn't invest in myself for a really long time. Like, the whole nurturing aspect of, you know, caring for myself, things like that. But everything, you know, that you just said about money blocks, everybody has them. So even if you think you don't have any, because I didn't think I had any, (laughs) you totally do. They're in there, definitely. I had one girl, she was like, I have the best wealth consciousness and I have the best, you know, I don't have a money story. She turned out she had the biggest one I've ever seen in my life. Oh my goodness. Um, totally underpinning it. So, hello? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're still there, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this stuff is, it, it affects everybody and it keeps affecting us. And, I, and just another way of explaining if people hear the term money story coming up. Mm. So, all of our values and beliefs are set by the age of seven within our subconscious. Yes. And it's learned, we learn these values and beliefs from what we see, hear, and are shown about money when we're growing up. And it's not just money, it's about everything. It's it's the, you know, if you're loved or not worth or all of these pieces as well, but it's also about how your parents spend money. What did they learn from their grandparents? Um, culturally your religion your community your school Mm. um what what did you learn did you you know were you always um we were the kids in the neighborhood who my parents sent us to a good school but that meant we didn't have any designer clothes you know so it's like what have you been learning that there's not there's enough money for some things but not for other things or yeah yeah what else has been going on in your family both my dad my grandfather made a lot of money and then lost it all Hmm. so do I have a belief that I can make money yes do I think I might lose it all at some level I thought I might Hmm. so so where has all this stuff coming from and and you might find that your spending pattern you might be following your mum or you might be have the same spending pattern as your dad and have taken on their beliefs so you've got to be really really conscious about what you're telling yourself about money your scarcity thing is huge the fraud thing comes up for a lot of people um it's it's really it's all of those things that you hear over and over Mm -hmm. um i mean there's lists of hundreds of these let me just um pull up something and and read a couple of them off yeah Um, i i think the the one that you mentioned about pain or who who could you be hurting if you made this amount of money? That was a question that was asked to me um, in one of my group coaching programs that I was a part of, and I was like, nobody. Like if I made, you know, if I made ten thousand a month, like that would be great, and everybody would be happy. Da, 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 da. But there were, you know, deep down on some kind of level, you know, would I be hurting my husband because I made more than him? Would I be hurting my family members because you know, da, da, da. you know, it like trickled out from there, and it. I think that block kind of hides in there you know until someone really asks you about it and you sit on that for a little bit to like really dig down and feel out that emotion it's yeah it can be really powerful stuff to hurt your husband's ego by going and earning more money than him right like you want him to feel like the man and he wants to feel like the provider Mm. so if if there's any way you you would jeopardize your relationship again you're going to keep yourself small um there's a huge one with people not wanting to outshine their siblings mm, um yeah. with families um and then there, there's this other piece um that people don't understand money or i've heard that you know the more money they have the more responsibility or pressure they feel 
or they're going to have to pay more tax if they earn more money um, or, you know, they can't charge more. And then there's this other piece about who they have to be Ooh, um, and, yeah. and who, like the qualities of the person that does earn, you know, multiple six figures, seven figures, who do they have to be? How do they have to show up in the world? Mm. Uh, so there's a lot of these kind of questions that people maybe don't want the answer to. Um, or they're already feeling like they're stretched in a capacity and it's like, oh my God, I'm working every hour of the day. If I, if I put my prices up, I'm going to have to work harder. I'm going to have to deliver more or, you know, I'm going to have to have more clients to make more money and I don't have the time. Right. Mm, so yeah. it's all of this stuff. It's, it's, and you know, they're kind of, some of them are direct, some of them are more indirect, but you know, they're, it's anything that's that's stopping stopping you making money or maybe it's just you know i had another client that i've done everything something mentioned maybe our, our product launch and i was like you launched something this week why don't i know about that and she was like oh well i posted it in my group and I'm like did you post it anywhere else mm. no <laughs> i was like you think you're blocked in any way yeah just a tad <laughs> you know oh. she didn't she didn't think so but it, you know but it was it was a big for her that we went down the rabbit hole with that belief. Um, do you know what the very end result of that was? Happy mm, death. Like, I, I kid you not. Like, so there was there was judgment, and then it was going to be what would everybody else think and her family and um, it that the the result was, was I mean it was pretty severe, right? So of course she's not going to promote anywhere else if if that's her that was the potential end result oh my god she was just protecting herself um so this stuff goes deep uh, yeah yeah it really does and it trickles you know out to every area of our life like that's how you know you said you started out in health coaching and then it kind of ventured this way I have the belief that how we do one thing is how we do everything um and I think you know just talking with you you totally bring that to light like it really is true these little blocks you know, hinder every little part of our life. So, um, I love the work that you're doing with the mindset and the wealth consciousness and, you know, people who think wealth consciousness is just about the money stuff. It's totally not. And I think you just proved that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's another thing I say. I say it's never about the money. No, no. Just like it's never just about the food. Um, exactly. So how would you recommend someone who's listening to this and, you know, their eyes are kind of being open to the money blocks and the wealth consciousness? What are some steps that they could take? I'm, I'm all about action steps. So what would you recommend they do maybe today or within the week or so um, that would kind of help yeah. them along this journey of clearing out those blocks? Yeah, beautiful question. Um, so, and I guess we haven't really touched on what wealth consciousness is, just to sort of clarify just for a second. Awesome. It's, it is those beliefs that there is enough for everybody and that you can have anything you want and, and believing that you're supported by the universe and, and creating goals and taking steps forward with, con with, um, with, uh, with faith. And also there's, there's a piece of this that, you become the, the product of the five people you spend most time with. Your mm -hmm. health aligns with the people you spend most time with. Your money does, what you earn. Even the way you dress and the way you speak aligns definitely. with people you spend most time definitely, with. Definitely, yes. So definitely you want to be spending time with people that 
have have more money and and are kind of who you would aspire to be. Mm-hmm. So that that's a, a big piece, and and it also can be a block because you know when we we don't want to lose all our friends, but we we don't feel really understood by them anymore. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people come in and they they feel lonely and they feel like success is going to be lonely for them. Um, so you're not alone if you if you're feeling like that because I think we've all at some level gone through this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Like definitely. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And, and it, you're in great like company. Yes. <laughs> you get it, and you know it's and also that piece. You know, you know when people don't get it, and you know they they might be judging you or talking about you or, or whatever. It's because you're doing it and they're not, hmm. and you're just up that mirror so again it's not even about you and what you're doing and you want everybody to be super happy about you and your new business and your success or whatever that is it's because they're going holy crap so and so's going out and actually doing something she wants to do or he wants to do and I'm not doing it Mm, a little bit of jealousy in there definitely totally um and it's easy you know when it's somebody that you don't know Mm. and you're like well they must have had all that money from that place or a bit of education or some degree or right. you know, luck you know and but when it's somebody you know suddenly all those excuses for the person go away mm. and, and they're just left to kind of look at what they are actually doing with their life so right, right. remember it's not you it's just you're you're the you're the brave one stepping out and other people are just having to deal with with what that means for them yeah. so everyone's just Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, people who I talk to a lot of clients and they're like, you know, my parents don't understand what I do or my husband doesn't really get it. And, or maybe, you know, they're talking to their parents or whoever, friends, husband, whatever. And they start telling them about their business or what they really want to do, you know, start their business, whatever. And their parents are like, well, good luck. You know, it's really hard to do that. You know, and it's kind yeah. of like that little little jab. And really that's coming from a place of fear in them, you know, because yeah. they want to put up this little wall to protect you. They don't want you to get hurt. And so it's just kind of their way of like, it's just a little bit of fear in them coming out on you. So it's not that you're doing something, you know, totally crazy or bad or outside, you know, anything like that. It's, it's really just them wanting to protect you. And the... The, like when I understood that mindset, because I come from a family who, who's like nine to fivers and my husband's from a family of entrepreneurs. So when I went to my family and I was like, I'm going to start my own business and this is what I'm going to do. You know, they were supportive, but it was like, you know, just, it takes a long time to do that. Don't get your hopes up, you know, things like that. And it's just coming from that wanting to protect me from like getting my heart broken in my business. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I love that. I love the way you just put that. And and yeah, everybody they do just want the best for you and Yeah. But that if things aren't going so well, it's funny how much uh they rally right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You feel like they're right. You know, yes, like, oh, I know. Um, oh man. But, but I guess I should clarify that the five people you spend most time with, I'm not saying don't spend time if your husband doesn't get it, stop spending time with <laughs> You can choose the five people that you allow to speak into your life. Mm. Ooh, I love how you put that. Yes. You know, like you can still respect all those people and your friends and everything else, but you pick your five people that you want to be influenced by. And I think we have to sort of, you know, we love our family, but we're not going to allow them to influence us anymore. Mm. And, And that's their story and their money story, right? Like, don't, don't go trying to, 
and I tried this, like, you know, fix everybody and, and tell everybody what their money story was. That doesn't work. I did that too. <laughs> I tried really yeah, hard. I went on some little crusade because I thought I could help my all my friends and family. But um, unfortunately, they didn't think they needed it. I know. They, they have to. I think they just they have to do things on their own time. You know, it's really hard to be like, let me fix you. This is, you know, this is how you should believe about money. And this is what your money story is. And yeah. <laughs> they have to be open to that, I guess. So oh my all, goodness. In, yeah. all in you all have, to find it. You have to just be the example for them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, it's, uh, yeah, you learn pretty quickly that they don't want that pushed on them yes um, <laughs> tough love <laughs> definitely <laughs> yeah um so don't try that if you haven't started um so yeah so steps let's get back to that so what should we do about it I think the very first step is is an awareness and I think today you've probably gone oh oh <laughs> maybe maybe some of them do affect me and then you've probably gone Oh, I'm sure it affects other people and it's not going to be a problem for me. I'm just going to carry on and not deal with this stuff. Mm. Um, but success, I truly believe, and, and this isn't just me, you know, it's come from a lot of my mentors. It's something Tony Robbins says a lot, is that success is 80% psychology and 20% skills and tools. And there are some really frightening failure statistic rates for startups, new entrepreneurs, you know, 50% fail in the first year, 81% within three years, and 95% fail within 10 years. Wow. And yeah, really, really frightening statistics. And um, I truly believe the only difference between the people that make it and the ones that don't is their mindset, because they believe they're going to make it. I would agree. And so totally, and, and you can believe at some level that you've got to believe with a whole hundred percent of you, not mm. that little voice going, Oh my God, what if it doesn't work? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that little voice is always is also a money block. That's the fear speaking. Mm. Um, or it's okay for other people and not for me. Or she's got this and I can't have that and all of these pieces. So I think awareness is is the first step. So that little light bulb going on. Um, Definitely. Then I think it, it is those questions. You know, when you said you you know they asked you what's it costing you. Um, uh, like start to ask yourself those questions and, and there is a there's a lot of um you know free stuff on the internet and I have like a worksheet and you can sort of you know ask ask yourself the questions um or let me ask you them in this worksheet and you can sort of start to figure out what your beliefs are and what your story is so that's the first step is, is figuring out what your story is um and and then you know there's a few few things but don't don't make your family wrong from it because They've only learned it from their parents and from their, you know, um, ancestors. You know, mm. nobody's wrong for having this. Like, you were programmed early, so were they. You know, everyone's just trying to do the best they can, right? But mm -hmm. I think now that you ha we have this um, incredible awareness, we know we can also change it and we can fix it. And I think, you know, knowledge is only potential power because... You can find out all this stuff, but if you do nothing with it, you know, it's, it's pointless knowing it. So, so this is, this is the, the action steps. And this is also, by the way, the reason that 
you know, the law of attraction, and I, I love the law of attraction and all of the, the teachings within it and the secret and all of that stuff, yes, right? Yes, love. yes. But the, the key that if that worked, everybody would have exactly what they wanted. Ooh, that's everybody. true. That's true. So, and everybody that read the secret would have a mansion and a family because <laughs> they're sitting on the couch thinking about it. Um, so I think for those for those pieces to work, for the mantras, for the affirmations, for, for all this other stuff to really work and start, you know, start really getting the most from it, we go in and we clear out all of these negative beliefs that don't serve us. We we let go of the fear and the and those pieces. So um I believe to do that really effectively, you have to do it at, at a subconscious level, at a, an energetic level. Um, some of the tools I absolutely love, um, emotional freedom technique um, or neuro-linguistic programming, really goes in and changes that subconscious blueprint that you've you've been sort of handed down in, in childhood um, and can really change it. But we don't want to then just let go of all the fear and not replace it with something super amazing and positive. So that's when all the affirmations and the mantras and all the vision boards and all the other beautiful stuff really comes into its own. Mm. Um, once when you, and they're called tail enders in EFT. It's the, um, I really want a new car. Oh my God, but it's so expensive or I'll never be able to afford that. So what we're trying to eliminate is that I want a new car. We, we don't have to then, negate the the nice positive thought about the fancy new car that you'll never be able to afford it right I I really appreciate you um going into detail about that because I think a lot of people who have heard um of the law of attraction or manifesting different things like that um they really needed exactly what you just said that it's not just about you know thinking or believing about this or that but it's actually it's a much deeper it's on a much deeper level and you actually have to take action to do it. So you can't just sit on your couch and hope, or I don't know, hope into existence, your brand new car or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that like, I mean, we have this huge face to about and you, but we have to take the steps, right? Yes. We, we have to take small steps every day. And that's one of the, the principles in leveraging the universe, right? You have that beautiful yes. big goal yes. and then you, of the house and you take the steps forward every day that present themselves yes. with if you take baby steps without any faith you're never going to reach that big beautiful goal right so but the faith has to come like it's much easier to have faith if you've let go of all of the crap <laughs> yes a hundred percent i agree <laughs> so, so that, that sometimes i feel like just that tiny little bit of that that's missing from some of this other stuff so yeah um so yeah, ident- so awareness, acceptance, I guess, is, should be in there as well, because accepting where you're at and how you got there and some responsibility for it is, is a biggie as well. Um, and, and then being, and sort of coming from that place of acceptance and gratitude as well for what you have um, and what you've learned from it and and what you can then take moving forward. So it's almost a bit like, drawing a line in the sand and saying, okay, I'm at this point. I've got to this point because of my thoughts and my feelings and, and my beliefs. And I'm, I'm making a conscious choice to change them mm. and let that go. And then, and, and then choosing and knowing that you can create the life you want from that, from that point forward as well. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's so the awareness, acceptance, clearing the stuff, and then and then really bringing in that the new positive, beautiful stuff. I mean, I wouldn't ever stop, you know, anyone doing their affirmations or mantras or anything beautiful like that. But um, yeah, just make sure you're not undoing all the good work. Ooh, make sure you're not undoing all the good work. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for all of those steps. And I'm always curious um, if, you know, law of attraction or manifesting, um, if you have any awesome stories of of you successfully doing that. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good one. Um, I've had some good ones. Like, I guess even in the... Like, I remember I, I set my goal one month um, at $10,000, and I literally, I was so, so, like, serious about it. The money came in at, like, um, I think it was 9.30 p.m. On, on the 30th of the month. Like, it was it was right up to the last minute. Mm. Um, but, but it came in finally. I mean, lots of crazy stuff. Like, I am, um, I mean, it's, it's not always about the money, but I think, I think as well, sometimes knowing what you want to do with the money or what the the desire is behind the money is very important as well. Yes. And then then the the money sort of comes to to manifest that desire as well. Mm. So a strange um, strange. So when I was still in my corporate job, I decided to create a vision board, and I was just pulling pretty pictures off the internet, um, not really thinking too much about it and there was this bridge and I thought oh that's pretty um stuck on the vision board and then it was just in like an app on my on my phone or whatever and I deleted the app and didn't think much more about it and then I six months later I joined this coaching program and it has online it has live events all over the world and I didn't even know I think where that where the last event was but I joined up anyway and then they're like, oh, the last event's in Florence. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> D- didn't even know, again, I knew it was in Italy, but I didn't know anything about the city. Um, really, I guess, uh, uh, anyway, didn't, didn't know much about it at all. And it wasn't until I was updating my website to say that I was going to do um, intensives there while I was traveling. And I pulled this picture off the internet to send to my BA, and I was like, that's that bridge again I was like oh my goodness it's in Florence and I didn't even realize I'd put Florence on my vision board without even knowing it was Florence and then um um, ticket you know booking my tickets and and bringing in the money to allow me to go to Italy for a month um for a month yeah I went for a month oh my goodness wow (laughs) I didn't even know that's that's what I had on my vision board. So the visual part is really really strong. Um, I don't think that was an accident either. So no, um, I don't. Know. I don't believe in accidents. So I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> Everything happens for a reason. That's my book. Of all the bridges in all the world. I know, right? Yeah. How many bridges are in the world? Like millions. Wow. That, that's that's the one that's been following me around. So, <laughs> yeah. So. And, and something also within me was like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to Florence. Um, and then I, I was like, I don't really have time. I'm trying to do all these things. And then I remembered about the bridge and I was like, oh my goodness, there's a reason I have to be there. I just knew I had to be there. So I got myself there. Wow. But yeah. It, wow. There's a lot, so many stories. Um, trying to think. But yeah. Once you let go of those blocks, it's, 
it's really quite powerful. Yes, that's where the magic happens. I love stories like that. I could listen to stories like that all day. <laughs> um, well, oh my goodness, I really appreciate all of the value that you brought to this podcast. Really, really appreciate it. This is why I was so excited to chat with you. Um, and can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Um, yeah, um, I'd love to, to connect with anybody. So you can find me on Facebook. I'm facebook.com. Uh, forward slash Joanna dot Turner, or you can come and join my Facebook group. We are healthy, wealthy, and visible. And I'm starting a podcast too, but it's not. I'm not Yay! quite as organised as you are. <laughs> I'm very do impressed. it, do it. I love um, podcasts. My, my favourite thing. My website is missionforbalance.com awesome. and I think as well, if you go into my free resources tab, I have a whole section about um, procrastinating. So. It's missionforbalance.com forward flat forward slash procrastination. And awesome. in there, even if you don't think you procrastinate, there is a <laughs> ebook with an audio and um, a worksheet. And it's called it's a money blocks assessment worksheet. Ooh. So for anyone that does want to take that first step and really um, get some awareness around their own money blocks that would be a really interesting place to look and answer some of those questions and, and see if if you think um, if any of them resonate with you. So awesome. that would be a good place to start and fill that out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, I really want to do the money block assessment. I'm curious how my blocks are looking. So I'm going to head over <laughs> to your website. I really appreciate for you uh, telling us all about that. So thank you again for hopping in the lounge. No problem. It's been an absolute pleasure. And um, yeah, I just hope that a few light bulbs went off. And um, yeah, and I know that there's all you can change anything. So yes, definitely. Crazy. Well, I have I have several light bulbs going off for just for me. So I'm sure plenty of people listening to this are going <laughs> to have the same. If you love this episode and you want to hang out with me, come hang out on at facebook.com slash groups slash coaching for coaches group. I'll see you there. man this episode's over but that's okay you can come hang out in the digital product female entrepreneurs facebook group hang out with thousands of us making digital products creating awesome cool things and selling them to the world come get inspired come hang out with us there's thousands of us there and we cannot wait to support you now if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie it's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend it is waiting for you there go check it out and you have an amazing week thank you for tuning in i will see you next time go create your own magic